We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And, of course, you can always check us out at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows. And taking a week away from the podcast, shame on him, is Andrew Mertig. So instead, I am joined by the one and only Maggie Loney. Maggie, it's been one heck of a week, I would say. How in the world are you doing? You know, I don't think it's fair that this is the week that Andrew decided to just right, not be part right. of the podcast. <laughs> what is he it, doing? It's like the biggest news we've had since 2008, and all of a sudden he yeah. thinks he can just take a break. Right. He hasn't, like, missed a podcast in years, <laughs> and he's like, oh, right now. Here's guys, the one. I've got to. Yeah. He also seriously. lives in California, so what is he even doing? Like, if he's on vacation, he lives in a vacation. He's probably trying to find Aaron Rodgers. Is probably what he's doing <laughs> somewhere in Malibu. They're just all together yeah. in Malibu. All right, <laughs> but I'm I'm doing oh. good. I mean, I think it's just you know it's been like you said, it's been a week. 
kind of still trying to sort my thoughts out, I think. And it's weird because it's not officially yet, right? So you can't like really grieve fully. You can't be like too excited yet to turn the page because the page like hasn't fully turned yet, but there's a lot of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It really is bittersweet. I'm totally with you. I'm super excited to begin the Jordan love era. Uh, I think it's the right call for the franchise. I've been in that boat for a long time, but there's no getting around the fact that we've seen Rogers play his last snap for the green Bay Packers. And there are a lot of different emotions, like you said, mixed together for everyone right now. And that includes us who do this every week we talk about this stuff and it's hard uh it's taken a little while to get here but we've arrived in a place where we know rogers is almost certainly going to be a new york jet in 2023 so let's review a little bit of what we've learned this week it's it's been kind of crazy uh we've been waiting on this development and we finally did hear from aaron himself on wednesday nearly half a million people tuned in to the Pat McAfee show to hear Aaron Rodgers break news on his future to speak for himself as he wanted to do. And he revealed that he's been set on becoming a jet since the end of last week and that he does intend to play for New York in 2023. He also said that he entered his darkness retreat about 90% sure that he would retire as a Packer, that he he thought that 2012 was probably the end for him. But something happened in the darkness, Maggie. He emerged wanting to play again, but he learned that the Packers were allegedly already shopping him and that it didn't seem like a return to the Green Bay Packers was in the cards any longer. It seems that his own personal decision that he wanted to continue playing, coupled with the Packers' as an organization, all but removing the possibility of a return, kind of launched him to where he is now, to where we are now, and to where we've been headed for this week. And that's the presumed idea that he will be the quarterback of the Jets. But uh, though the deal is not done, right, we're still waiting on all that. Uh, There was a certain amount of closure, I think, in that interview with Rodgers on Wednesday. Um, And you can have all kinds of emotions about that situation, but it seems like We've reached what I think is a point of finality with Aaron Rodgers. He's played his last snap as a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, which is really hard to believe. It's a tough thing to think about, but it's what the Packers want, and it is now what Aaron Rodgers supposedly wants. He wants to be a New York Jet. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing, it just it's so crazy to me how quickly things change because, you know, in his locker room last summer, he was asked about that contract extension and like what it meant for his future and if he would retire a Packer now. And he said, definitely. And then, you know, you're not even a calendar year later and now he's wanting to be a jet. And I think if you had asked me this last summer, I absolutely believed that he was going to retire a Packer. And, you know, we talked about it kind of on Slack throughout the week. I was pretty adamant that he was going to retire after this season. I didn't think there was any way that he came back to the Packers. I didn't think he got traded anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, you know, I was like, when he, when he went on the McAfee show and said he was 90% sure before the darkness retreat that he was going to retire, I kind of, you know, you felt the anticipation, like maybe he's about to announce his retirement on the show. Yeah. yeah. Then it flipped, (laughs) it flipped to the, the 10%, something changed. And, you know, as, as much as we joke about history repeating itself and, Favre and Rogers, their last passes being interceptions at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I never would have thought that Rogers would have ended up in New York. You could have told me yeah. that he got traded anywhere, and I just, I would have thought there's no way that he followed Favre yeah, by going exactly. to the Jets. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, 
I wish him well. You know, I don't think there's really any Packer fans out there that want him to like go play poorly in New York. I think uh-huh. it was very cathartic for him to go on the McAfee show and talk about how much he loves Green Bay and loves the fans. And, you know, this is kind of the the move that needed to be made for all parties. And it, I think he could have gone, you know, full vendetta mode, like stacked the chips on his shoulders. And maybe he did kind of internally, but yeah. I thought the the McAfee appearance was very mellow and more just about like understanding that it's a business and it didn't necessarily end the way that anybody wanted it to, but it's the right way for it to end right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that for me, like the parallels with the Favre thing are almost eerie, right? And I'm with you that I didn't think that I didn't think Rodgers would make a transition this late in his career. He's a guy that relies on consistency and chemistry. He's he's not going to step into a new offense and start slinging the ball around to just whoever, right? He's going to need to build some chemistry, and that chemistry takes time, right? We saw it with the rookie wide receivers on this Packers team last year. And so I'm with you that I really didn't think that he would start fresh this late in his career. I thought he would be a realist about the odds of winning a ring, especially in the AFC. And I just thought he would retire. I mean, he said it like he's proud of what he's accomplished in this league. And I just didn't think that he thought that maybe a ring was in the cards. And so for him, he's had a great career. But the reality is he's not starting fresh, right? He's getting familiar faces in Nathaniel Hackett. It sounds like he's taking (laughs) half the Packers offense with him uh, to this New York team. So that will certainly cut down on the time that it does take to develop chemistry and get those things rolling there. So it's not how I thought it would happen. Um, And even though it's hard to move on, I think it's the correct decision for the Packers. It's just not going to be easy to see him in another uniform uh, because we've watched Rodgers, right, for 15 years be one of the best quarterbacks in the league and in the history of the NFL. Uh, For many of us, he's the reason that we love the game the way that we do. Our Sunday afternoons, Sunday nights, Monday nights have all been filled with memories and highlights of Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers (laughs) incredible things, things that we'll legitimately tell our kids about, right? And regardless of how you're feeling right now, I know there's a mixture of emotions because there's a lot of tension around this move, like from across the fan base, the Packers will someday bring Aaron Rodgers back to Lambeau. He'll be inducted into the Packers hall of fame. He'll be in the ring of honor. Um, He's one of, if not the best player in franchise history, and we'll celebrate that we all got to experience it all, like as it was happening. So, Maggie, we can't recap all of 12's <laughs> entire career. That's probably what this month ahead of us is for oh, yeah. as, as we wait to hear the finality and what the trade is going to look like. But um, as we reflect on who Aaron was to this organization, I just want to take just a minute, just to, you and I, like talk about our favorite personal memories, right? Do you have a couple signature Rogers memories that you'll always remember that will just always stick with you? Yeah, I think one really special game for me was actually really recently, relatively recently, um, and it was Christmas Day 2021, and that was actually the last game I got to see Rodgers in person. I didn't make it up to Lambeau last season because I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. so that was my last 
Aaron Rodgers game and it was Christmas day. Um, obviously I had to go with my poor husband, the Browns fan. Um, and it was just, it was so cool to be in the stadium for Rogers mm. historic 443rd touchdown pass through it to Alan Lazard. It was right yeah. in our corner of the end zone. Um, and then that same game, Adams had two touchdowns, which made him and Rogers in that game. Um, they set the record for the most prolific duo all time with 67 touchdowns. So mm. That was like a really special one, especially knowing, you know, now what we know with the the crystal ball that that was my last time getting to see Rogers play. Mm. Pretty cool to be there for a record breaking game. Yeah. Um, other moments, obviously, you know, going back to like 2017 against the Bengals. That was one of my favorite games I've been to live. Um, his first overtime victory of his career, mm. which seems hard to believe that that was in 2017 that he won yeah. his first overtime game. But huge throw to Geronimo Allison. Or just like those TV moments, right? I moved out of my parents' house in 2015, and I remember going back to my parents' house to watch the Miracle in Motown game with my dad. And I can still remember us jumping off the couch, like screaming. We woke my mom up, and we made her come down and watch the replay. And even she had said, like, that was something that was worth being woken up for, (laughs) to see that, like, that replay. Of course, obviously, the Super Bowl and just... Being there at training camp, you know, like his his little golf cart whizzing past us on the <laughs> sidewalk, like yeah. all of those moments are just, I will cherish them forever. And I appreciate Aaron Rodgers for that. So I've been a Packers fan my whole life, like since I was seven years old, but I hadn't been to Lambeau Field. I've been to Ford Field here in Detroit um, a couple times, but I'd never been to Lambeau until th- 2019. So I am super thankful that I did get to get up there. Um, and taken two games, I think in 2019 and 2021, maybe, um, to see him play live twice. I mean, just, you know, to be able to say I did that, like, and not, and realizing in hindsight, like how close I came to not experiencing that. Um, and I think I was there for the Aaron, Alan Lazard breakout game when the Packers came back and beat the Lions and uh, Lazard caught that crazy, you know, sideline catch. And just to be there for that, have those in-person memories, I'm thankful for that. But I guess like, all-time moments. I think you mentioned the miracle in Motown, and that's one of my favorite memories watching on TV. I met a friend at B-Dubs uh, to watch that game, and the Packers were just getting absolutely thrashed in the first half. Like, my friend and I left at halftime. If it was just me, I probably would have stayed, but he was kind of out of it. and um, So I went home, and then just watching the ending on my TV was like, there's games that you think, yeah, you're hanging around. There's a chance. And that was one of them. It did not seem that way at all. And then for it to end the way it did with the Richard Rodgers touchdown, just unbelievable. Um, the sideline catch to Jared Cook in the 2017 playoff game in Dallas when Rodgers rolls out to his left, throws a rope to Cook. Of course, they call it incomplete at first. And then to realize it was a catch, just uh, the improbable nature of that play, the catch. And then, of course, to set up Crosby for the win and just epic, dramatic fashion is amazing uh the my knee <laughs> comeback against the bears when rogers uh, returned at halftime to overcome that 20 point deficit deficit with a just unreal bomb to geronimo allison um two geronimo allison shout outs in this segment that's a, that's pretty <laughs> solid stuff um and then the fourth and eight uh that he's got Cobb moment at the end of the bears game in week 17 in 2013 to win the division. Just so many electric moments, even watching on my TV. Like I'll, I'll never forget the places that I was in those moments when um, the Packers were able to do what they were able to do. And all those moments were tied to Aaron Rodgers and really his greatness and his ability uh, to carry the team and just have those special moments. Yeah. And I think that is something that 
you know, we'll never really be able to replicate. And Jordan Love could go on to have an incredible career. You know, Brett Favre had his moments, right, where you like you lived and died by his hand. It could have been a beautiful touchdown or an interception. And you just always felt very like protected with the ball in Rogers' hands. Mm-hmm. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think, you know, just talking about some of these memories, like the the my knee comeback. I had Bears fans at my house and we had like a huge <laughs> season opener party. Yeah. And they were just ripping me apart oh about how it was the Bears division now. And you know, and a couple of them left. And after oh. they left had halftime because they're like, all right, you know, it's in the bag, you know, gotta get home. See you later. Yeah. That comeback was one of the sweetest I was I'm a very nice person. I think yeah. I probably texted them some some <laughs> crash that night because yeah. it was it's like improbable and that's who Aaron Rodgers was. But yeah. All right. So I do have a question for you now, Kyle. Okay. We right. have gone through, we've shared our favorite Rodgers memories. I'm sure everybody listening to this has one or two special ones. You know, mm-hmm. let us know on Twitter. That'd be really cool to yeah, go through. For sure. Um, of course, we're hoping that we get some of these same kind of moments from Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the franchise, you know, turns the page here from Rogers to number 10, let's say you are the schedule maker. And I asked Perry this to unpack what she said. Okay. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a jet. He has signed everything. It's official. And you know that Jordan Love is obviously the starter. Who do you pick to be his opponent to open the season at Lambeau Field for his very first game in this new chapter? Mm, my goodness. Okay, so I love this question. And I feel like this is important to like, I think we've entered a new era of Packers football where like some of the pressure has been taken off of the game because yeah. it's not like Super Bowl or bust. Like as as great as that's been to like have that chance the last couple of years, I feel like some of the beauty of the game comes back and some of the like uh, the rivalry is reignited because it's you don't have Rodgers anymore. I feel like there's pieces of that that can be fun again as we kind of get into this new chapter. But um, for me, I'm absolutely picking the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, it feels like the NFL has found more drama in the Packers Vikings games last year. I don't know why it feels like we're always playing them week or week one or two um, likely because they were supposed to be the more competitive games. They're supposed to be the ones to like to maybe have a chance to beat the Packers in the division, but the history of the Packers bears rivalry is second to none. And Aaron Rodgers has owned the bears for his entire career. So if I'm the NFL, man, I just think, that ownership of the Bears, does it get transferred over? This is the drama, right? <laughs> does it get transferred over to a new quarterback? Does does that over? Is this the history of those two franchises? Will Justin Fields get his chance to beat the Packers? Can the Bears shake the Packers-Rodgers curse? The, that would be my choice if I was the schedule maker. Uh, I just think that that's a really interesting line to – to follow but what what would you do maggie if you were making that call yeah i mean i thought about it a lot i think it kind of has to be the bears too and i know like bears fans are so tired of primetime games at lambo and i get it like it feels like the chips are kind of stacked against you when it's not just a game at lambo field but it's sunday night football under the lights there's been so many blowouts that i feel like obviously it was hard for bears fans to like get up for those games and get excited yeah, yeah. to just go into lambo against darren rogers but I think that it just makes the most sense. You know, there's, you might make a case for the lions given that they beat the Packers at home to like close that chapter mm-hmm. of, you know, green Bay's history. You kind of wonder like what happens if the Packers win and make the playoffs? Like, are we having yeah. a different conversation right now? Does sure. Rogers come back? So, 
you know, yeah. Lions slammed the book shut. <laughs> They're over it. <laughs> so, you know, but I think it's, you know, Roger said it on, on McAfee about the rivalry of the bears and it's just different. And mm-hmm. um, maybe it's also because I live like on the border of Wisconsin and Illinois, but there's, there's something extra special about the bears and it feels like there's a respect in the history. Whereas the Vikings and the lions, there's tension and you know, mm-hmm. the lions are going to be, I think really good this year. Um, but the Vikings would be the least likely option for me. Cause they're just, I think they're kind of rebuilding like the Packers all uh-huh. are. So mm-hmm. if it's not a divisional game though, um, I think it's the Chiefs, and I, I think it's just something about him making his first NFL start against the Chiefs at Arrowhead a few years ago, and then like having that pressure and that opportunity to go out and perform against the reigning Super Bowl champs would be daunting, but I could, I could see it happening for him, unfortunately. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, the Chiefs were the only non-divisional team that I considered when I pulled up their 2023 opponents um, for the reasons that you just mentioned. Love played a pretty poor game in his first start in place of Rodgers, given there was a ton of pressure in that game, not a lot of time to prepare. That was uh, Rodgers had COVID, right? Is that what was yeah. going on? Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of a crazy circumstance got thrown in there, a lot of pressure. Um, it would be cool just to see how far he's come in his development to kind of contrast those two games. Um, and obviously the Chiefs would be heavily favored in that matchup. But can you imagine, Maggie, the hype if Jordan Love were able to come out and beat the Super Bowl champs in his debut as a starter? If he did that, he'd probably break 
ESPN, he would break Twitter, <laughs> all of it. That'd be the whole story. Um, but it would just be a pretty wild experience. But I mean, we're at this place where we know it's the end for Aaron Rodgers. There's, it, it feels like it's the right time for a lot of us, but it's also a sad transition from what we've known and loved. But <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but we're also in a place where we are waiting on some draft compensation. We're yeah. waiting to see what this is going to cost the Jets, what the Packers are going to get. There's mixed reports. I'm just, I mean, that's what Twitter is all about right now. People are trying to figure out what what Brian Gutekunst is digging his heels in for, what the Jets are going to be willing to give up, and who has all the leverage right now. I'm just curious what, I mean, it's just anyone's guessing game right now, but what are you hoping for and what you feel like is realistic for the Packers to expect here? I I think like, you know, all Packer fans want a first round pick, right? Yeah, right. And you you want it this season, obviously, because Jets have pick 13. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of people like thinking maybe they could do a pick swap and the Packers move up a couple spots. Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd rather just have both, <laughs> like selfishly. <laughs> yeah. And I I just, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a four-time MVP. And I think a lot of the compensation is going to depend too on what what their talks were when the Jets flew out. If Rogers says like, Hey, I think I got two or three years left in me. Yeah. Maybe things look different. And I think that's why this gets so tricky is I think there's going to be a lot of conditional picks Mm. involved to say like, Hey, if Rogers does X and meets this threshold, then the compensation is Y. if he does this instead, then the compensation looks like this. And maybe that's where the hangup is, but I think you got to get at least a couple picks in the immediacy to help Jordan love because right now there's no cap space for the Packers. Mm -hmm. So you got to get some cheap help when you can through the draft. But I definitely agree with, you know, the kind of the talking points on Twitter that, that are looking for a wide receiver. And I think it's really interesting, right? Cause you can make the argument that a guy like Corey Davis is great because he's a veteran and then you Mm -hmm. have a vet in the room for Jordan love. But on the flip side of that, you want somebody like Elijah Moore who's on a rookie contract and is, cheap instead of having to commit a ton of money so what i don't know what are what are your thoughts on all this compensation stuff it's really interesting to me just because i feel like everybody has a really strong opinion and there's like the idea out there that like the jets want to give up a fifth round pick and the packers want three ones and it's like (laughs) i just think that there's probably a little bit more rational like uh i don't know what the word is like just conversation for like Mm -hmm. like uh, between the two teams about what is expected now i will say like first i am a big elijah moore fan like i would i've been since packers didn't take him and i would love for that to happen but it feels like this is going to end up being more picks than players but we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out especially from a cap standpoint it feels like it'll be picks um but i guess my thing is like rogers kind of messed this up and like because if he had just kind of like left things kind of hanging, like maybe the Packers don't get that leverage back because he hasn't basically spoke himself into being a jet and put all the pressure on the jets to go ahead and make the move. And if he had done it a little bit faster, like all the quarterbacks wouldn't have been off the market yet. And the Packers might've been a little bit nervous about like, okay, if we don't close this up, like they could, you know, pivot somewhere else. But now the, the jets are excited about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is excited about the jets and the Packers know their plan at quarterback, and they're just kind of sitting there. So it does feel like the leverage has pivoted back to the Packers, but you can also see, like you said, like it's it's all about how long is Aaron Rodgers going to play. 
And I'm guessing that Aaron Rodgers may have told the Jets, hey, I'm in for two seasons. Or, I mean, I feel like three would be a stretch. But, like, I'm in for two seasons. He's not going to tell the Packers that he told the Jets he's in for two. You know, like, he wants – he doesn't want to deplete the Jets of all their resources either. So it's going to be kind of some of that cat and mouse to figure out what this is. But for me, I feel like what I would propose – and this is, like, I have no idea – what, like what what the uh how you handle this as a gm but i would i would want pick 13 in the first round or i would say hey um we'll take 43 in the second round and then a second round next year that can become a first if he plays again and i don't know if that's complicated because i don't know if you know if he's playing in 2024 by the time the 24 draft rolls around so that could get really tricky but I think that that's what you want if you're the Green Bay Packers. Um, I personally would be fine if what we get is 43 this year and a second next year or a third that becomes a second if he plays again, just because he is a 39-year-old quarterback, and I feel like they probably want to close this up as soon as they can and just kind of move on. But um, I feel like that's probably where it's at. I feel like that's kind of where maybe we can expect as Packers fans get a second-round pick, and if it's more than that, you're happy. Yeah, I think, you know, the hang up is just what the compensation has been for other players. Like if the Russell Wilson trade doesn't happen, yeah. I think Packer fans are over the moon to get a second and, you know, some conditional picks. But because Russell Wilson and yes, he's younger, obviously, like yeah. he's got more longevity left in the career. But to see, you know, the haul that the Seahawks got and yeah. then have a four time MVP get you like a third round pick. I can see why, you you know, they'd they'd feel like there's some salt there for the Packers, I think. A lot of it, too, honestly, is just going to come down to how much of his contract the Jets can eat. Yeah. You know, if that gives the Packers flexibility, they might not care as much about picks because now they've got money to go get free agents. And, you know, what does that look like? So really interesting kind of thinking about all the different ways that this could go. But I do think that the Packers are going to do right by Aaron. And yeah. I think, you know, if that's one thing that a lot of the fan base can, and and maybe you disagree, right? Maybe you're listening to this and you think you listen to Aaron on McAfee and you think that the green Bay front office just does Packers players really dirty on the way out. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's a, a fair take. If you look at guys like Jordy and mm -hmm. Josh Sitton and some of the players that Rogers listed on McAfee, but I do think that they're trying to handle this as cautiously as possible where they're, mm -hmm. they need to see what they have in Jordan love, but they want to also respect arguably, you know, one of the best players, if not the best player in franchise history on his way out. Yeah, I think that that's important to remember. And they've said that they want to do that. Um, so it'll be interesting. The other, the flip side of this is, though, Brian Gutekunst and the, you know, front office of the Green Bay Packers have the responsibility. It is their job to make sure that the future of the Green Bay Packers is in the best hands that it can be in and have the resources they can have. So I don't blame Brian Gutekunst at all for saying like, we're going to make sure that we get the value we can for Aaron Rodgers' four-time MVP. And also he's only, you know, one full season removed from that kind of production on the field. Um, as you, you mentioned the Russell Wilson deal, I mean, we can talk about the Stafford deal. And then right now the Denver Broncos think that they're going to get a first and maybe a second and a player for Jared Judy. So to me, it's just hard to sit here and be like, Aaron Rodgers isn't worth at least as much as Jerry Judy, regardless of <laughs> age and impact. Right. So I'm sure that those are the discussions that are like, man, like, like 
I mean, is Aaron Rodgers worth a first round pick to you? Because if he isn't, then we'll just kind of sit here. So it's going to be really interesting to see how long it drags on. I hope it's a quick resolution and we can just move on. And that the Packers do have a little bit more draft capital to work with as they go into this 2023 draft to try to get some resources for Jordan Love uh, to work with. But um, we are just 41 days away from that NFL draft. And Andrew and I have kind of been doing something, Maggie, uh, the last several weeks where we've just kind of been introducing uh, some players um, that are in this draft class. And I wanted to invite you to be a part of that with us. Uh, Just kind of introduce who the players are, uh, get to know them. We're about a month away, 41 days. And so we're just trying to get to know these players, talk about them. Um, I'm excited to hear about your player that you're going to introduce this draft prospect because I haven't watched any safeties yet. So I know that I haven't watched (laughs) the player uh, that you're going to introduce. So I'm excited about that. But first, I'm going to talk about, and I have to get this name right. This is Felix DK Uzama. I'm sure that's not quite right, but uh, Kansas State defensive end. I love this player. Um, I love the power that he plays with. His get off the line is really good. He's more slippery and less stiff than I expected. He does a really nice job dipping under the offensive tackle. He's got a great bull rush. Uh, He just keeps coming, too. He's got a great motor that runs hot. And once he gets to you, he's got really strong hands. He's not going to let go. Uh, You're getting a really good player in the run game as well. Does a nice job getting off blocks. He can chase you to the sideline if necessary. I was thinking... This is kind of crazy. Miles Murphy is supposed to go in the middle of the first round or higher. I think he's a more compact, slightly less athletic Miles Murphy. I was telling Andrew last week that I really love Uzama, and I have to admit that I have about the same grade on him as I have on uh, Lucas Van Ness, which I do think is a little bit of a hot take. He's probably <laughs> he's probably going to go more in that second or third round range, but I like him a lot. And he turned 21 in January, so he's really young. His best football is absolutely ahead of him. But if I can say his name, if I can learn how to say his name appropriately, um, I'll probably be one of his biggest fans this draft cycle. (laughs) That is the uh, prereq, I think, is you have to be able to pronounce it. uh, Exactly. uh, I'm going to talk about, like you said, a safety. Um, That was kind of the first position group that I really leaned into for obvious reasons. We don't know what the safety room is going to look like in Green Bay. Adrian Amos, a free agent. Darnell Savage, obviously, you know, hadn't kind of a down season didn't really cut it back there as a free safety was moved around was benched at one point so anyway Sydney Brown the safety out of Illinois is one of my favorite prospects um I think I might have called him my draft crush last week when we had Aaron Nagler on the show so nice you know that seems like an early declaration but we'll yeah. see he's 510 211 pounds 9.63 unofficial RAS. um they they had him kind of docked a little bit for his poor size, but he had elite explosion and speed metrics. Played five seasons at Illinois, 320 career tackles, 10 career picks, 16 passes defensed. Led the Big Ten with six interceptions in 2022. He has two career touchdowns, one pick six and one fumble recovery. Was a first team all Big Ten um, as part of the Illini defense, the top scoring defense in the nation. So Obviously, you know, the accolades, just I love the way that he plays. He's scrappy. He's really explosive. I know that, you know, if you look at the tape, there's some tackling concerns, but his motor is just always at full speed. He's always full go. He can play in the box. He's got nickel experience. He's aggressive, you know, which may be, you know, to the point of recklessness and missed tackles, um, but 
always is challenging pass catchers. And he was actually pro, pro football Focus's highest graded safety and man coverage last season. So I would just love to see him in green and gold. And I think that he would help quickly rejuvenate a safety room that has had a not great showing in 2022. Okay. So I have to ask you, I know that you liked a certain Penn State safety last year who became <laughs> a Chicago Bear. Do you feel like your crush level is on the level of a Jaquan Brisker? Or is this like a little bit lower than a, like that, that level of... of- <laughs> I think that I need to just stop liking players to that level because then it hurts when they go places I don't want them to go. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I think that Jaquan Briscoe was, was, and he was so dynamic, right? And that was a really strong safety class. Like those top five guys, you know, Jalen Petrie, just a really good class. I know that this safety group maybe is not as robust. There's a lot lot of people on Twitter love Brian Branch. He's excellent as well. But yeah, Sydney Brown. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, honestly, I think Illinois has excellent safeties, both of them. So if they wanted to look in, in that entire secondary, I'd be about it. But really quickly, I think before we wrap up, you did mention the Bears. You mentioned Daquan yes. Yes. Um We're going to have to talk about Jordan Love losing a weapon. <laughs> we got some Robert breaking Tunyon. news here, yeah. We did. Robert Tunyon, as, as our whole show is filled with Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. <laughs> Robert Tunyon goes to the Bears on a one-year deal. Makes sense for the Bears. Um, they had Cole Kmet and then yeah. three tight ends who are now immediately tight ends three, four, and five on the roster. If they even make the roster, I think they combined for like maybe a hundred yards, all three of them. Cole Komet led the team, um, led the bears in yardage and touchdowns. So a really nice compliment. I think Tunyon can be a nice piece for that offense um, opposite Komet. So don't love that, but I think it makes sense for the bears. Yeah. It's always, you know, hard to see players that you've come to like and love and, and Green Bay go to those division rivals, just like we were talking about with these draft prospects. Uh, but you're right. I think they'll run some 12 personnel. Uh, they got lots of good weapons there for Justin Fields now. Um, and so I, it'll be, you know, always wish those players the best. Hard to see them go to division rivals. Absolutely. Um, anything else, Maggie, before we get out of here today? I don't think so. I mean, I think I'll have, I think the Rogers takes are going to keep coming until he officially is traded and we see what the compensation looks like. So I've been kind of refraining from going into my long monologues about how much I've appreciated watching him play football. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. Maybe this is my last takeaway. The fact that we've had two hall of fame quarterbacks back to back and Packers fans are still somehow optimistic about Jordan Love and are excited to see Jordan Love play knowing the likelihood that Jordan Love is a Hall of Famer yeah. is slim. Like, right. you know, statistically, that just doesn't seem very probable, but I think Packers fans are just ready for something new. And it seems weird to say like, hey, we're ready to not be as good after having 30 years of Super Bowl runs. But mm. it's I think it's just going to be intriguing to see if Jordan Love can be the guy. Absolutely. It will be. I think we're all hopeful that, that he becomes the guy and there's a lot of question marks right now. That's what this offseason is going to be all about. But thank you to Maggie for coming on the show uh, this week. We'll have Andrew Mertzig back next week, we assume, unless he is just, uh, you know, bailing on us all together. We'll he got find traded out. to the Jets podcast. He got traded to the Jets back at it. They don't have a back at it. But, yeah, he's, he's gone forever. Uh, but we're hoping to get Maggie back on the show a little bit more as we get into draft season. So stay tuned for more of that. Always a privilege. But 
that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Maggie on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. You can find me at Packer underscore Pundit. Remember to also follow Packaday Podcast on Twitter. Uh, please subscribe and rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You can catch Andrew and myself most Fridays when he chooses to show up. Next week, we'll be back with more off-season conversation, and I'm sure more Aaron Rodgers conversation. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember, go Pack Go! Thank you.